On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, we got a bunch of fantasy football NFL to talk about. Of course, um, RIP uh, PNB Rock, who recently passed away. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we'll also talk about NFL Week One. I made some predictions last episode. We'll see if those came true. Um, the Best of Bias Invitational 2022 Week One is in the books for fantasy football. We'll talk about some of those results and some of the standings for that league. And also, it was D23. Um, Disney revealed a whole bunch of stuff for Marvel, Star Wars, Disney some upcoming movies shows and stuff like that so we'll get into all that um it's a new episode of the best of bias podcast welcome and yeah it's about to be a good one it's the best uh best of bias you need to hear for you should try us from pop culture to the movies to unite us it's the best uh best of bias your best of bias yeah the best of bias you are now listening to the best of bias podcast with lydell What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of the Best of Bias podcast on yours truly, like Doug Nero. Man, I feel like I ain't talked to y'all in so long, even though it's only been a week. But a lot has happened since I talked to you guys last, and I'm glad that you guys are here to discuss it with me. Um, if you're new to the show, basically on the show, we kind of talk about a little bit of everything. Um, we bring the bias of the week, the last couple of weeks to the table, no matter what it is, whatever you guys want to talk about, we bring to the table. We'll talk about it. Um, we talk about sports, we talk about pop culture, science, if you got it, movies a lot, sports, of course, fantasy, football, gambling, politics, sometimes very, 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 very little. But um, pretty much we talk about everything. And of course, we got the merch, which I'll get into a little bit later. Um, but today um, we got fantasy football NFL to talk about. Of course, we got um, some D23 stuff, but we'll get into all that after I have to start with RIP PNB Rock, man. Another one of our young rappers, entertainers slain in the streets. He wasn't in the streets. He was actually at a Waffle House in uh, South Central LA. But it's like, I don't know. It's just like being a rapper is a target nowadays. I don't want to get too far off the topic at hand because we did lose a young man. Life was lost. Um, he was eating at a Waffle House again, like I said, in South Central L.A. Um, I think I don't know if this is exactly the case, but what's going on in the media, what's being said in the media is um, from the girl, his girlfriend being there. Um, she posted her food and the location they were at, which is a no-no, especially when you're rich or an entertainer or something like that. Because there's people out there who are crazy nowadays, especially in 2022 when the whole world is kind of struggling. Um, people are sitting out there just kind of looking for these celebrities and these different kinds of people to show up so they can go out there and have an opportunity to come up, steal their jewelry, steal something from them and make some money real quick. Because it's, I mean, uh, I'm not just going to be sympathetic for the people People that are robbing people at all some people are just monsters and straight up thieves and doing thug ass shit for no reason but in this case he was just enjoying dinner with his um his girlfriend and i guess somebody came into the uh the roscoe's tried to rob him and his robbery gone wrong i don't know if he had a weapon and tried to defend himself or whatnot but he ended up getting shot by these people that came and robbed him and he was uh he died there well he was bleeding out there on the roscoe's floor which was crazy because again it was one of those deaths one of those scenes that was caught on film and then put on social media which is another crazy topic that i won't get too much into today because we got a lot of football to talk about a lot of fantasy to talk about but this whole putting people's live deaths online is just wild shit that I feel like needs to change in culture and need to change in, 
in society nowadays, people get numb to all this death and shit that's going on. So they feel like it's necessary to post people's at their ultimate low, people losing their lives online just for people to see, just to get that credit of being the person that posted the video. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who actually put the actual video that was of PNB Rock on the ground. He was kind of like bleeding out, kind of twitching his fingers and stuff. I don't, it was really graphic. I don't think you should go out looking for it. Um, it just came across my timeline because I'm on there looking for topics for you guys all day. You know what I mean? And it just happened to stumble across my timeline. And that's just wild to see. Um, he had a daughter. I know that uh, family. I know, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. He, everybody has family. Like nobody wants to see their one of their loved ones lost. Um, you know what I'm saying? All those people left um, in his memory um, that he was taking care of that are all mourning right now. It's like, like I said, his daughter, girlfriend, all of them are mourning his death. Um, uh, prayers out to all of them. And people are kind of blasting the girlfriend for posting location. Nobody knows if that's truly the way that those guys decided to, you know, rob PNB Rock. You know, they probably just sit out there all day and they know it's a famous spot for people to come see in South Central. Rappers come through there all the time and they use that as an opportunity to come rap, uh, to rob somebody. Uh, but a lot of people in the media are, and a lot of celebrities that were close to PNB Rock are saying that it's his girlfriend's fault and she should know that posting addresses and stuff like that of where you're at in real time is really dangerous um, and that it ended up being fatal. I mean, again, I don't really know. That's if that's exactly what it was, it could be people scouting out places and scouting out for people pulling up in nice cars, wearing jewelry and stuff like that. And yeah, and that's how it happened. So prayers out to the families. Uh, we lost another. There's too many of these uh, lives being lost sense senselessly. And it's always, I don't know if it's always like this, but it's a lot. It's mostly us killing each other, man. Black on black crime, just because one of us is up and I don't know. We just don't like to see each other make it. It's a crab in the barrel type mentality. I hope we can just get out of that and see that this shit is kind of crazy, man. It's like being a rapper is a is a profession that you can't really get famous without being super flashy. And if you're too super flashy, people are going to want to rob and take what you got because people are starving and kind of want to be like you and have what you have. So it's, it's, it's a wild situation, double-edged sword. And Again, people out there saying being a rapper is one of the most dangerous professions right now. And it really is, man. Again, RIP to the families, RIP to PNB Rock. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to slap some of his music today. Um, I know it sucks to see, you know, artists' music skyrocket when they die rather than when they're alive, blessing them by listening to their music. I did listen to a lot of his music back uh, when he first came out, but um, I didn't really listen to a lot of his new stuff. So, I knew he had a long career coming. He's only 30 years old. Um, it's very sad to hear. So again, RIP to all the families. And um, we're going to just move on into some NFL. Um, um, so just get the mood up real quick before going to NFL, man. How was week one for y'all? Y'all team win? Y'all lost? I don't know. I'm going to get into it. A lot of my friends' teams lost. But the Buccaneers, we stood strong. You know what I mean? Um, we'll get into that, of course. That's the last game of the night. It was the primetime game, 5.30 game on NBC and all that. that you know what I'm saying? 19 to 3. You know, you saw him out there. Young Thomas Brady, 45, coming out there, holding down. But I'm not going to start there. Um, we're going to go in order. Um, we already saw. I don't know if I reviewed it. No, no, no. Because um, it was actually getting ready to happen when I recorded the last episode. So the Buffalo Bills, the opening game. Last week destroyed the LA Rams on ring, ring banner night. They got their rings. Odell's out there dancing and stuff. Um, people thought the Rams were going to repeat as champions. You know what I mean? Um, we were hearing a lot about 
Matthew Stafford's elbow, and we didn't know how he was going to actually hold up. Um, people thought it was just speculation. He said his elbow was good, but he didn't play too well, man. They made the Buffalo Bills look like world beaters, and everybody's kind of predicting the Buffalo Bills will win the championship this year. And after Thursday Thursday's night, wow, Thursday night's game, I don't think anybody's like belief in them is going to waver at all because they whooped up on the Rams. I mean, uh, I think Matthew Stafford had like three turnovers, throwing crazy interceptions. Um, to me, it was a really weird game. Uh, I'm going to talk fantasy-wise for a little bit because I had Allen Robinson, man. Allen Robinson, you know, coming from his situation, from being on the Bears and not being able to get many targets, not really having a quarterback. Everybody thought this year would be his year to actually um, go out there and kind of show what he had with a good quarterback that won the Super Bowl last year, Matthew Stafford. Um, they had this offseason. They were saying that he was great in camp and he's going to have a good showing in week one. I started his ass in my flex and he ended up getting one point. It was crazy in this game that Cooper Cup had 17 targets. Um, that's nuts. I have never heard of that kind of shit. I know that's his best friend and everything and they won a Super Bowl together, but 17 targets is crazy, first and foremost. Um, Tyler Higby had a 11 uh, targets and I think Allen Robinson only had two targets total. Um, one of them was like a 12 yard gain. And the second one was like a desperation throw at the end of the game, which wasn't really going to decide anything. And it was a bad throw. To be, it was a terrible throw more. So it was like a, it was supposed to be like a fade to the back, uh, to the back of the end zone, but he threw away inside and it was almost intercepted. So I don't know, man. Uh, of course, I can't not talk about Josh Allen. He was crazy out there running, throwing bombs. Their offense looked like it was made perfectly to beat the Rams. Uh, they really missed Von Miller because Von Miller on the other side was causing havoc. I think he had like two sacks. Um, even without Tredavious White, they're able to contain the receivers and didn't let him score many points. It was crazy. Um, Devin Singletary looked crazy. Um, James Cook fumbled on his first carry. That was crazy. Um, but the game, Josh Allen was just dominant, man. He was stiff-arming uh, DBs and stuff, running for first downs, running when he shouldn't have been running. Um, and they scored at will. And they had a couple turnovers themselves. So if they didn't have those turn those turnovers, they might have had more than 31 points. So that's what's crazy about it. They could have had like 50 points in that game if they really wanted to and weren't turning over the, turning over the ball. But hopefully the Rams will you know, recover in week two. Um, I'll talk about the game the week two matchups and the spreads and shit like that a little bit later, but the Rams had some trouble. They lost 31 to 10. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens beat the jets 24 to nine. Uh, Lamar Jackson was showing that even though he declined his uh, contract that they offered him, that he's going to bet on himself and go out there and ball out. And he did, um, even though the jets are kind of lowly right now, they got Joe Flacco starting and their defense was all over his ass. Uh, Marcus Peters being back, and some of the additions they got in the draft is making their defense look nasty. And uh, Bateman actually was out there, scored like a 50-yard touchdown. So if Bateman can come uh, come alive, they have Mark Andrews, of course. Um, Duvernay has actually been showing his ass, which means doing well for the last couple of years now out of Texas. So um, if that receiving core can put itself together, I'm hearing a lot about Isaiah Likely, who I talked about a, a lot in the last couple of episodes, but I haven't seen much of him yet. Um, but if he can come on and then Dobbins gets healthy, they can be good, man. Uh, they just signed, uh, I think, who was it? Uh, Kenyon Drake. And he's a hard runner, man. He's not the best running back in the league or nothing like that by any means. But, you know, having him be like another back in the backfield to have him with uh, whoever's going to be starting out there once Dobbins get fully healthy. I think they'll be all right. Um, Joe Burrow and them just lost. I'll get into that a little bit later. And uh, the Steelers barely beat them. So 
you know, if Lamar Jackson can hold his, uh, hold his water and the Browns barely beat the Panthers, I'll get into that also a little bit later. So if Lamar can get his stuff together, he can win the division and be back in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, and get that big contract that he wants to stay healthy. And the game looked pretty good for him, man. Whoever has him in fantasy, he's going to get you big, uh, pay off big dividends this year. Um, Atlanta versus the uh, Falcons. Atlanta versus Falcons. Uh, the Saints versus the Falcons. The Saints barely won 27 to 26. It's kind of crazy how Atlanta always has a lead and kind of collapses towards the end. We always put our faith in Atlanta and, make, and think they can make some kind of upset or think they can get to the promised land of some kind, but they always end up blowing it in the end. Ever since that Super Bowl, I ain't got to get into it some Atlanta fans already know what's going on. And I know the Patriots already know what's going on, Patriots fans. So, um, this entire game, Marcus Mariota was, uh, you know, controlling the game. Uh, I saw Cordell Patterson. I was watching a lot of these games on red zone, was controlling the ball as well. Um, they were scoring at will. I think uh, Jameis Winston had like 54 passing yards at halftime. Um, their line, uh, defensive line was getting pushed around. And it looked like the Falcons were going to steal a victory, but um, I guess that's not what happened. I'm not too sure what happened towards the end of the game, but Jameis Winston was able to come back. Um, I know Michael Thomas ended up scoring two touchdowns somehow. Um, Jarvis Landry had a good game, and Chris Olave had a good game as well. Um, they are going to be pretty dangerous. We play the Saints next week. I'll talk about that in the week two matchups as well and talk about that spread a little bit. But sheesh, man. They blew it. They blew it. Uh, my boy Marcus Mariota is still starting for now. Hopefully he has less games like this and he ends up winning more than he loses. So you don't lose a spot to uh, Desmond Ritter halfway through the season. But yeah, they lost that game. We got the Saints next week. We'll, we'll handle your lightweight Atlanta. I'm talking to you guys, Jason. You know, oh, excuse me. Close goes. Um, who we got next? Miami and New England. Miami surprisingly beat New England to handle them uh, 20 to 7. Um, the patch is struggling. Uh, those stu- all the stuff we heard in the offseason, the Mac Jones kind of struggling with the offense. And the offense not really looking good. Uh, Josh McDaniels is with the Raiders now. I think Matt Patricia is in, in charge of the offense. So I think it's kind of looking ugly for him right now. They don't know really what to do. Um, Mac Jones hurt his back. He's supposed to be able to go uh, for week two. Um, but Tua and all those weapons they got out there in Miami were able to handle um, Bill Belichick in their defense. You know what I'm saying? I saw Waddle had like a 70-yard touchdown, something crazy like that. Um, Tyreek Hill had some catches, and I saw that Chase Edmonds had a good game as well. So if, the, if Tua can hold that offense together and do some things, you know what I mean? I feel like the, the Dolphins could, well, get a wild card because I know they ain't beating the Bills twice or maybe not even once, but – um, who knows? The Dolphins, is, you know, it's looking up and hopefully Tua can hold the team together and get some wins in there so people don't talk about cutting them so much because I like Tua, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they won 20 to 7. Cleveland beat the Panthers 20, uh, 26 to 24, Cleveland Browns. Um, this was the return of, um, well, it wasn't the return of, it was the return of the Browns, I guess, to Baker Mayfield's new home because he's playing with the Panthers now. Um, the Panthers were the home team. The Browns were visiting, but all his old players, of course, Baker famously played for the Browns for about five years. I think, I think they didn't pick up his contract or something like that. And they traded him in his fifth year, something crazy like that. But, um, it was crazy because the beginning of the game, he did terribly. He was fumbling, throwing interceptions. Weirdly, they weren't giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey nearly enough. Um, I don't know if they're trying to prove that Baker Mayfield can make the throws and throw the ball, but they needed to stick to the game plan and just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey 140 times because I do got him a fan of my fantasy football team, a couple of teams, actually. Um, he was, Of course, he, he dropped to me in the eighth pick, and I was kind of, you know, 
kind of happy to get him there. But shit, man, he only got me 15 points, but I'm used to him getting like 40. It's full PPR, man. Give me at least 20. You know, give him more touches, more carries if you're trying to win some games. But anyways, it's pretty much the Baker game. That's what the coaches, kind of, Matt Rule, kind of made it seem like. Um, they had him throwing the ball up and down the field uh, early. He, of course, like I said, he was making some mistakes, threw a couple interceptions, and he fumbled. Um, everybody thought it was going to be the ultimate Baker game. He was what we thought he was, just a, a turnover-prone quarterback that can't really make nothing happen in big spots. But he was actually ma- able to make a little comeback. Um, a couple of passes to Robbie Anderson. Um, Kristen McCaffrey was doing a little bit of work. You better get the fuck off my street, bro. Yeah, sorry about that. Garbage truck just drove up the street. Garbage day was a couple of days ago, bro. I don't know why you're coming down the street like that. Sheesh. But anyways, where was I was before I was really interrupted? Yeah, he was kind of making a little comeback. Um, and they did make a comeback. They took a lead like a couple of minutes into the fourth quarter. Um, but Jacoby Brissett was able to mount a comeback. Uh, Nick Chubb was running like crazy the whole game. Um, the Panthers couldn't really stop it. And they didn't really make Jacoby Brissett throw the ball as much as he should have had to throw the ball. They made the game really easy for him. And right when we thought Jacoby Brissett had too much and Baker was actually going to have his comeback game and the fairy tale ending to the game that he wanted, uh, the Browns kicker makes like a 58-yard field goal to seal the victory, and the Browns actually end up winning. It's kind of crazy. Uh, week two, hopefully, again, you give it to Christian McCaffrey more, and maybe you'll win the game, Baker Mayfield, and stop trying to show off and prove that you're the shit. Just do what you need to do to win games, and that'll solidify your spot as a quarterback. When Sam Darnold gets healthy with that ankle, he won't take your spot because you won't be trying to force it and making a hell of mistakes. Just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. That's all you got to do. Anyways, next game, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. This one was kind of crazy. Um, Joe Burrow ended up throwing five, uh, well, having five turnovers. Um, didn't really have a great game. Um, this, you know, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were kind of handling them throughout the first half because of all the turnovers. But Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, man. Uh, uh, Skip Bayless says he's the next Brady. I don't say all that. But him and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon, man, that, that those offensive weapons are way too much for anybody. You know what I mean? And they were able to make that comeback and able to get it, make it close. And then it came down to field goals. Did that truck coming back? Like, what the fuck is happening? Excuse my language for everybody listening. That truck just made a fucking U-turn. Anyways. Back to what I was saying. Um, the game was kind of crazy because we had two games in the NFL this uh, this week that were had like a 2020 um, score in overtime. Um, and both kickers were missing field goals on both teams. And it took, uh, well, McPherson, of course, we, we saw him last year talking all that mess in the playoffs that he was like so 100% on field goals that just put him in range and he'll make any field goal any day type shit. He was so uh, braggadocious about it. Um, but in this game, he was missing a bunch. And Boswell ended up kicking a field goal in overtime to win the game, 20 to 23 to 20. Um, not much in this game really happened. Najee Harris didn't really do much. Um, he hurt his foot in this game and was questionable for week two. So who knows exactly what's going to happen with that? You know, Najee's from Antioch, you know, out here in the Bay. So we always root for him. But um, he is looking a little nicked up right now. Um, they both had two chances to win the game with field goals and they missed it in overtime. So it was just kind of crazy game to see. Um, speaking of crazy games to see Chicago bears beating the 49ers 19 to 10. 
never would have expected this. Um, we thought that the Bears had no offense and couldn't score against anybody, would never be able to beat the 49ers. And the 49ers are supposed to be this high-powered, uh, ready-to-go type of team, made the NFC Championship last year, and they thought with Trey Lance they'll be primed to go. Um, but the football gods had another story. It was a monsoon out there, and it didn't really give Trey Lance an uh, opportunity to show his talents. You know what I mean? Uh, rainy games, you're kind of limited to the running game and to really safe throws because – you know, you can't catch the ball. It's super slick, and it's hard to throw the ball out there in the rain, um, let alone catch the ball. Um, so um, Trey Lance kind of struggled out there. And being that Justin Fields, you know, is, I don't know if he's really used to rain, but he's used to inclement conditions in uh, Chicago. I know that for sure. He was able to score. It was like, I think it was 10-0, to and he was able to score 19 unanswered points to win the game, which was really crazy. I know the 49ers were a little embarrassed about it, but they'll bounce back. The weather conditions, I feel like they're never going to play that kind, uh, play in those kind of conditions. Again, this year, I think they'll be all right. So um, 49ers play the Seattle Seahawks, I believe, this week. So I think they'll have a bounce back game. I think it'll be rather dry in Seattle or in Santa Clara. So I think everybody will be all good. And I think he'll have a bounce back game. Um, Trey Lance, if you have him in fantasy, don't don't give up on it too soon. Um, you probably picked him up late. That's a great value. You know what I mean? Um, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Detroit Lions. Man, 38 to 35. This game was interesting as well um, because the Eagles got off to a fast start. Scoring points at will. Um, AJ Brown, uh, the Justin, uh, Justin, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown connection was as promised. Um, he got targeted 13 times, which was interesting. Um, he caught 10 passes and uh, had 155 yards, no touchdowns. Hold on one second. I stressed the no touchdowns things because he's my number one receiver, my uh, receiver one in uh, fantasy right now. And I need those touchdowns. He got me 15 points, but if he would have had a touchdown with that, we would have been like in the tight 20s, almost 30 points. You know what I mean? But I do respect the targets. They are supposed to be like best friends. I didn't know that. He went to Ole Miss and Jalen Hurts went to uh, Oklahoma and Alabama. So I didn't really know they were friends like that, but for them to be friends and have that connection on the field is really good to see. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Girl got dry on me right there. Um, but, yeah, the game was good. Miles Sanders was out there scoring touchdowns, too. He's always encouraging people not to pick him up in fantasy because the team, you don't never know who's going to score. But he was out there doing his thing and got a bunch of points in fantasy. I like that. Um, Jalen Hurts also was doing his thing in fantasy. People that took him this year weren't really sure if they wanted to take him or not due to his arm and stuff like that and weren't really sure if he was going to be able to hold it down like he should as quarterback one for them. Um, but he's doing his thing, man. Uh, he The Lions coming off of um, – Hard knocks were actually making a comeback too. As you can see, it was 35 to 38. The Eagles didn't really close out the game much. Jamal Williams scored a couple touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Jared Goff and uh, DeAndre Swift did their thing as well. Amon Ross St. Brown, of course, um, did their thing. Um, you know, the, the Lions aren't to be, you know, trifle with Dan Campbell. Got them, you know, got them playing hard at least. You know, they're down 38 to, I don't know, I think they had a lot of points. It was, they're down a lot to a little for a lot of the game. And for them to muster up a, a comeback like that and almost, you know, come back and win the game, it's pretty interesting, you know what I'm saying? They're not the the Lions from the past that just roll over to everybody. And I want to see what they look like against the Packers because the Packers didn't have a good game either this week. So we'll talk about that in a second. Colts in Houston, this is another one of the crazy games. I'm not even going to talk too much about it. Um, they tied. 
Um, so who wants to talk about a tie? <coughs> Goddamn. Let me get through some of these games. I'm not going to bore you all to death talking about all of them. Man, I got to talk about the Bucks. Washington Commanders beat the um, Jacksonville Jaguars 28-22. to Kansas City Chiefs won 44-21 to over the Arizona Cardinals. Mahomes throwing five touchdowns. That was pretty crazy. Um, he said they ain't got no number one receiver this year, and they don't. He's just spreading the ball around, and I feel like he's more comfortable doing that now. Um, not having to be a four-speed Tyreek Hill. He has a bunch of receivers that he can just throw to whoever's open. And, of course, Travis Kelsey's going to get his work no matter what. So the team is looking good now, and the defense uh, the defense got stronger and better. So they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So whoever thinks the Bills is just going to walk through the AFC is going to have another thing coming because the Chiefs are still here, Patrick Mahomes says. Um, the Chargers beat the uh, Raiders 24-19. to Carr had three turnovers, which was crazy. And he actually force-fed uh, Devontae Adams the ball. My bad, Matthew Stafford, for saying it was crazy for you throwing the ball to uh, Cooper Cup like 17 times. This fool, Devontae Adams, had uh, 17 targets as well. Caught 10 for 141, though, who um, was actually ultimately the highest-performing receiver of the week. Um, Justin Herbert, of course, uh, course looked good. 26 of 34, 279 yards with three tutties. Um, Keenan Allen did get hurt in this game, but, you know, Justin Herbert don't care. He's going to spread the ball around anyways and figure out a way to win the game. Um, the coach be tripping sometimes. Staley going for it on fourth downs when situations where it's take, they should just take the points. Um, but I know sometimes it's going to put Justin in some crazy positions. So I feel like he should just play safe and let uh, Justin just grow and develop and learn to not have to get everything at once. You know what I'm saying? And that way you don't teach bad habits. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, next, we got Minnesota and Green Bay. This is a game that's kind of crazy. Another receiver that went off. And a light again. He was not the top performer of the day uh, because Jefferson went off for 11. Actually, let me just tell you the score first. So Minnesota won 23-7. Green Bay had a really, really, really bad day. Uh, Christian Watkins almost had a touchdown on the first play offensive play for the Green Bay Packers, but the ball went right through his hands. It was a walk-in touchdown. That boy ran 4-3-2, so he went right to the end zone, but he dropped the ball. Jefferson, on the other hand, was catching everything. He had 11 targets, had nine catches, 184 yards with two touchdowns. Anything he did, he was getting open. No DB could guard him. There's hot, like there's highlights and uh, videos online of Zaire Alexander trying to guard him. He would just uh, uh, two steps and just be out of there. The separation was crazy. Um, he had no chance. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still getting used to those young receivers. Um, and it was interesting to see uh, A.J. Dillon get a lot a lot of work. Almost, I think he out-snapped, got more receptions than Aaron Jones. And I think he was um, had a lot more work than Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was still out there doing his thing, but he had, I think, A.J. Dillon had more meaningful snaps, if that makes sense. But hopefully they get it together because, oof, they 0-1. They didn't look too good either. They had like a Rams type of game, maybe a little bit worse. Uh, New York Giants won 21-20, which was very interesting to me um, because all the teams in the NFC East won except for the Cowboys. So all the teams that everybody expected to be the last in the NFC actually won their first games, even though a lot a lot of the times early in the season, some teams do get lucky. And because uh, we did have like the Panthers get hot early in last season. Um, I don't want to call Arizona one of those bad teams that get lucky because they are pretty good. Um, 
But anyways, the Giants did beat the Titans 21 to 20. Saquon Barkley is back. 18 carries for 164 yards and a touchdown. Six receptions for 30 yards for 194 total yards. Daniel Jones is still Daniel Jones. And you know what I mean? Throwing interceptions and turning the ball over and stuff like that. Um, but they were able to squeak out the victory. Um, they won from a, I think, Saquon Barkley two-point conversion. Um, Derrick Henry had 21 uh, rushes for 82 yards, which I don't really feel like that's not that effective for 21 carries. But they're probably keying, out, keying in a lot more on Derrick Henry, especially after the last couple of seasons he's had. Um, but I know fantasy-wise, the owner is probably hella mad. But Tampa Bay versus Dallas. Tampa Bay won 19-3, so I can really get into this one. Um, Tampa Bay looked good. Offense looked a little rusty. We do have some linemen in the middle that we're replacing. Uh, we do see Robert Hainsey out there, Shaq Mason, and uh, Luke Gedecky for the first time. Um, they actually held their own for a little bit. Um, Donovan Smith did end up getting hurt, hyperextended elbow. Um, but we were able to do enough to get in the field goal range. Um, we were really, really, really good field, field goal range, actually. Uh, we were at like 21-yard line, 22-yard line, 36-yard line, 8-yard line, just kicking field goals because we couldn't complete um, drives in the red zone for some reason. Um, Michael Parsons and whoever would just come in and just they would just do a blitz. I don't even think they were blitzing. They were just getting around the end. And kind of after Donovan Smith went out, Josh Wells was our left tackle, and Michael Parsons was able to do whatever he wanted to him. So we weren't able to close off drives on third downs. He would come in and just disrupt the play. We would have to kick a field goal. And we missed a field goal as well. So we could have had um, 22 points, honestly. It would have been 22 to 3. Um, but our defense really did a good job. Dak Prescott and did end up hurting his thumb. Shaq Bear was in on a sack. And um, as Dak Prescott threw the ball, he swiped at his hand and his thumb kind of went back. It didn't kind of go back. It did. Um, and it happened twice. So I think it did break. I think it was a clean break and he has to get that fixed. So it'll be out for like, uh, till week nine or something like that, like eight weeks. So they're starting Cooper rush now. Um, but during the game, even before he got hurt, he wasn't, the offense wasn't showing anything, um, without Omari Cooper, without, uh, Cedric Wilson and without Michael Gallup, the offense was really pedestrian. Um, they were able to run a little bit with Zeke, but they went away from that really quickly to try to get it to CD Lamb. And um, the defense we were playing, we were able to um, shut down their their passes. We ran a lot of zone. Uh, last year, we tried to run a lot of man, and they were able to do whatever they wanted to us with their receivers. Um, but this year, since they only had CD Lamb, and they didn't have a bunch of receivers that can do whatever they wanted into a zone, um, they just kind of like, you know, put Carlton Davis on CD Lamb and just zoned up everybody else. And they're able to shut down everything. Um, uh, Antoine Winfield had an interception. Um, of It was, you know, Devin White had a great game. My middle linebacker, he watched the game. He had a sack. I think he almost had an interception. He was everywhere, making a bunch of tackles. So week two, he played. The Saints, man, I don't really, there's not really much to say about this game because there's not really much offense happening. Um, Julio Jones looked really good. He had him on a couple end arounds, a couple bombs out there. Mike Evans had a touchdown. Um, the only touchdown of the game for uh, Tom. It was a great touchdown uh, back corner. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to out-jump Mike. It was like almost Odell Beckhamish, how he caught it one hand back of the end zone, you know what I'm saying, on that fade. Um, that's all day, especially when we have him and Julio Jones. I think them together is going to be able to do that all day in the red zone. So once our line gets a little more comfortable, um, week two we play the Saints again. I keep saying that. I'll talk about it in a second. Um, hopefully we can get a little more confident in the red zone and actually complete some drives with touchdowns. But we were moving the ball at wheel ch chunk plays, 15, 20 yards. Um, Lenny ran for like 15, uh, 117 yards, something crazy like that. 
was getting out there. Everybody's mad at him for that little chip block he did on uh on Michael Parsons. We're not taking the chip block out of football to make it really easy for your defensive ends to come and hurt our quarterbacks and running backs. No, bro. They're going to help. They're going to chip you guys before they go on, go on the route. Sorry about it. You got a little bit embarrassed, but it's not leaving the game, bro. It, it can't. Sorry, Vaughn. Sorry, Calais Campbell. Sorry, uh, sorry, Micah. He said he wasn't really playing, tripping off. He was just joking, but it really sounded like it was when you thought people were going to be on your side. So, so now that people aren't on your side about it and you lost the game, you kind of just trying to flip the narrative. But it's okay. It is okay. Um, next week, we'll talk about week two. And I'll talk about some spreads real quick. Um, week two, we got Thursday night game. We got the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are at home and they're favored by four. I think I'm going to pick the Chiefs in that game. Their offense is doing crazy things. I don't think J.C. Uh, Jackson is back for the Chiefs defense or the Chargers defense yet. And I think the Chargers, maybe if Khalil Mack has another week like he had last week and can get after uh, Patrick Mahomes, maybe they will actually come through. I'm always rooting for the – actually, what am I talking about? I'm going for the Chargers, bro. What am I talking about? You know what I'm saying? What about talk? What, what was I even saying? How y'all even gonna let me start to say that I was picking the Chiefs? That's crazy of y'all. What kind of family is y'all gonna let me pick the Chiefs against my boy Justin Herbert? What kind of Oregon fan would I be if I picked against the boy? I'm picking the Chargers, um, but they are in Kansas City, and the Chiefs do have a four point. They are favored by four and a half. Uh, the Colts versus the Jags. Um, the Colts, I believe, are zero one and one. Um, and the Jags are 0-1. The Jags are at home, and the Colts are favored by four. So I'm probably going to pick the Colts in this game. Um, I saw that Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan and uh, Michael Pittman had a connection. Um, I don't really believe too much in the Jags' offense quite yet. They're starting to make some noise. James Robinson is doing some things. Um, Lawrence is getting um, a connection with Zay Jones going, and of course um, he has his boy Etienne out there. So they could make some noise, but I still kind of believe in Indianapolis's defense enough to think that they can stop the Jags enough to outscore um, the Jags with their weapons. The Commanders are one and zero, and they're playing the Lions, who are zero and one. Lions are at home, and they're favored by two and a half. I think the Lions will win this game. The Commanders won Game One, but I don't know. I still don't believe in the Commanders' secondary quite enough yet. And I think after having a close game with another uh, NFC East. Uh, team, I think they'll be able to come through and actually, you know, cover that spread. Even may even win by more at home. Dolphins versus the Ravens. Ravens are at home. Dolphins are one to know. Ravens want to know. Um, Ravens are at home, and this Ravens are favored by three and a half. I think, yeah, I think the Ravens will take care of business in this game as well. Um, but you never know. The um, Dolphins are frisky, and they are always surprising each year. They always surprise you once or twice, especially early in the season, like we talked about before. Some of the teams that are usually the unlucky teams do get lucky in the early in the season. So who knows? They can win, but I'm not going against Ravens. The Ravens in my pick. I think the defense will be able to contain the weapons of the Dolphins, and I'm picking them. The Jets versus the Browns. The Jets are on one and the Browns are one and no. The Browns are at home and they're favored by six. That's crazy because the quarterback is still Jacoby Brissett. And I feel like it's weird for them to think they can score enough points. I guess they're just going to be on the ground running the ball to death and the Jets can't. I guess they ain't got no defense enough to stop the run because um, six points is a lot. I mean, they are at home, though. So I guess with the crowd and the advantage of being home, the Browns will win. So I do got the Browns in this game. Matt, uh, Joe Flacco, I don't think he's the solution uh, for Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? Zach Wilson is dealing with the knee injury. Um, so 
Joe Flacco is in there trying to revive his career, um, leading the Jets to prominence. But they are 0-1. Um, I'm hoping that Brees Hall gets some run this game and we can see the emergence of Brees Hall. But I think the Browns do win. I don't know if it's by six, though. Panthers versus the Giants. Uh, Panthers are 0-1. Giants are 0-1. Or actually, want to know what am I talking about? Giants are at home and the Giants are favored by two and a half. Um, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a battle of good running backs. Um, that's what I want to see. The quarterbacks are whatever. The receivers are whatever for both teams. DJ Moore is pretty good. Um, but me personally, I know there's going to be a lot of running backs involved in this game. Both running backs are showstoppers, and they do catch the ball and run the ball really well. And they're pretty much both of their team's best players. So I expect to see some greatness out of those running backs. I will be picking the Panthers. I don't think the Giants go 2-0. Um, it would be crazy to see them if they're at the top of the division. Um, I'm probably going to pick the Eagles and who they play anyway. So yeah, I think the Eagles are probably going to win that division. Um, that prediction will probably come later when I get some of my Cowboys uh, fan friends on here. I know Kyle and Sean are going to be on soon to talk about the Cowboys and how they feel about Dak being hurt and all that kind of stuff. So We'll get into that when we get to that. So Patriots 0-1 versus the Steelers 1-0. Uh, the Steelers are at home, and the Patriots are favored by one and, oh, by one point. This is interesting to me. I don't think they should be favored, especially with the Steelers being at home, especially after last week they lost to the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins may have – well, I mean, the weapons on the Pittsburgh Steelers are still pretty good. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris – they aren't as fast as the receivers on the Dolphins. Um, and the quarterbacks, you know, they're comparable, uh, Mitch Trubisky and uh, Tua. So, and the defense on the Steelers is really good. And what we saw from Mac Jones last week wasn't really impressive. So, them thinking that the Steelers are going to lose, especially by a point. It's pretty close to spread, but I would take the Steelers if I was a betting man, but I'm not really a betting man like that. But Steelers are probably going to win that game. That's who I got. Falcons 0-1 are in L.A. against the 0-1 Rams. Um, the Rams are favored by 10.5. That's crazy. But the Falcons blew a big lead last game. So, um, yeah, I think the Rams are going to want revenge, and they're going to come out there and smack them boys up. But probably way more than 10.5. <laughs> I, I bet they, you know – try to not even let Marcus Mariota and the Falcons score any points. They have the capability to do that shit, so they may do it. Um, Seahawks 1-0 versus the uh, San Francisco 49ers 0-1. 49ers are at home, um, and they are favored by 10 points. Trey is going to be at – oh, yeah, they're in Santa Clara this week. Trey is going to have the home crowd behind them. They should be able to put enough points on the board and be able to stop Geno Smith way more than the Broncos did. I don't know how the hell they lost to Geno Smith like that. But the 49ers have a really good defense and a really good pass rush, front seven especially. Um, I think they'll be able to shut down that run game that they did have with uh, Rashad Penny uh, and Ken Walker being back this week. And I think Trey Lance, um, though um, Elijah Mitchell might got might might have gotten a knee injury, um, Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuels, Ayuk, I think they'll be able to muster up enough points to beat Seattle in Santa Clara, and they'll be one and one and have the home crowd pretty uh, home crowd pretty happy out there in the Bay, out here in the Bay, I should say. Uh, Bengals on one versus the Cowboys on one. Uh, Cowboys are at home, and the Bengals are favored by eight at Jerry World. That is crazy. Uh, Dak Prescott is out, but that is nuts for them to give the Bengals eight points. I mean, actually, I guess it's not nuts. Um, Joe Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and them are probably gonna go wild, score a bunch of points, and they're not they're not gonna be able to score um, many to 
combat the scoring that the Bengals are going to do because Cooper Rush ain't that guy. I don't think it's going to be a lot of Zeke, a lot of Dalton uh, Schultz. We'll see if they'll be able to get the ball to CD lamb this week, a lot better than last week, but I'm not too sure. Not too sure. Um, in that game, I do have the Bengals. I'm sorry, Cowboys. Oh yeah. in the 49ers game, of course I have the 49ers. Um, the Cardinals own one are taking on the Raiders own one. The Raiders are at home. So it's in Las Vegas Raiders uh, favored by six. Cardinals defense looked pretty bad last week. Um, their offense is looking pretty bad as well because they don't have Rondell Moore or D Hop right now. It's just basically AJ Green and a bunch of other people, um, James Conner and stuff like that, and Kyler Murray. The defense isn't looking good at all. So I think the Raiders are going to be able to recover from last week. Um, Devontae Adams is going to have a big game. And I think Derek Carr recovers from three interceptions and actually puts up points at home for his home fans and may win by more than six. Um, it's going to be a good game, and I got the Raiders. Texans versus the Broncos. Uh, the Texans 0-1. Um, Broncos 0-1 after losing at the, their last week game. Was it the Sunday night game or the Monday night game? It was the Monday night game, yeah. Um, it was a crazy game. Again, they lost to Seattle somehow. Um, Russ's first game back in Seattle there, booing them. And maybe that got in his head. Um, and ruffled him a little bit, but he didn't have the best game. The coach had a weird-ass play call towards the end, um, that whole wasting the time to kick a 64-yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five was stupid as hell. Um, Javante not giving him the ball most of the time and splitting the ball with him and Melvin Gordon is stupid as hell. Um, Russell Wilson not throwing the ball to Cortland Sutton until the second half, stupid as hell. Um, though Jerry Judy was getting off, he was just throwing the ball to tight ends and shit like that, man. Use those receivers. You guys got the whole offseason. You had the whole offseason to work together, and you talked about how explosive you guys were going to be together. Um, you After halftime, we saw that you were forcing the ball to Cortland Sutton a lot. But during the fourth, first half, you should have spread it out more to the receivers, Jerry Judy. Um, you, hit, you hit that boy Beck a lot, that, at that tight end that I didn't know nothing about. Um, but, yeah, man, I think week two – Against the Texans, they'll be able to do a lot because the Texans aren't really that good. I know the Brandon Cooks will probably do a little bit of something. I'm hoping Cooks can do better this week because I have him on my fantasy team, and I was hoping that he can be my flex receiver that week and actually perform a little bit. Um, I, I, he, he was on my bench last week, but this week I had uh, Allen Robinson on my bench like a – I talked about, I will talk about a little bit when I get to this fantasy stuff, but um, hopefully um, he can, you know, Cooks can put up a show against uh, the Broncos and we can see something happen there. The Broncos are favored by 10 points at home and Russell Wilson Wilson will probably redeem himself in a big way that way or that game. The Bears are playing the Packers. The Bears are 1-0 and the Packers are 0-1 actually. Um, The Packers had a bad game. Um, The rookie receivers didn't really show up for Aaron Rodgers um, the way they should have. I know he was worried about that um, coming into this season he thought the receivers are a little too green um he's used to experienced receivers to help him out there and um him not being able to um have his receivers there for him have people to rely on kind of bit him in the butt last week so he'll probably do his thing this week against the bears who got lucky against the 49ers they're favored by 10 at home they are in lambo so they'll probably uh, make a comeback and win that game um, the Titans, we have two Monday night games. The Titans are playing the Bills in the first one. Titans are 0-1. The Bills are at home, 1-0. And they are a 10-point favorite as well. The Titans lost to the Giants last week, um, as mentioned a little bit earlier. So I think they're down and out right now. And the Bills, are, as you saw from week one, are firing on all cylinders. So I think Josh Allen and the Bills will win that one by probably more than 10 points. Um, and then we got the Vikings and Eagles, which is going to be a really good game, actually. The Vikings are 1-0 and the Eagles are 1-0 as well. 
Um, the Eagles are at home. Um, they are a two and a half point favorite at home. And I kind of think the Jalen Hurts and um, what's his name? AJ Brown connection is going to be true. Even though, shoot, we saw uh, what Jefferson did last week against the Packers defense. And we thought the Packers defense was going to be top notch this year. So we don't know what's going to happen necessarily. But I think the Eagles and yeah, their defense is pretty good with the addition of Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean. Um, James Bradbury out there was showing out. So they got some things and some additions to their defense that could make uh, make it hard for Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Ab- Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson and company. So um, I think I'd rock with the Eagles in that game. I'm sorry. I didn't give you guys my picks for the last couple. I do got the Bills and the Titans game, of course. I got the Packers and the Bears game, and I got the Broncos in that Texas uh, Texas. Texans game because uh yeah that's for sure a revenge game for Aaron Rodgers and I know he's gonna get his just due um but that's it for the uh week two predictions and stuff last week uh for for week two actually for my predictions um I didn't really write down my predictions uh, from last week like I said I might have mentioned that before um but if I do get all my predictions wrong from week one check me because I will be bragging about it if I get them all right from this week you know what I'm saying make sure you go back and keep me honest to let me know how I was doing in week one how many games I got right so on week two when I get all of these right y'all could be like damn boy you a guru in this too not only fantasy football you predicting games I might be winning y'all some money in Vegas who knows who knows but speaking of winning money let's talk about week one results of the best of bias invitational 2022 week one was a good week not for me so much but for some people it was a good week um, but we just getting started um, it's gonna be a long season and I'm hoping everybody in the league is excited. I'm hoping to get some people from the league on this podcast to talk about some of these weeks, if they performed well, if they performed bad, just to talk about the league in general and tell, uh, tell everybody on the podcast how much fun they have. And just for you guys to get to know some of the guys from the league, because, you know, family there, you guys are family, just make the family bigger. You know what I mean? And you'll probably hear from them a lot because they'll probably be on random podcasts as well. So you, you got to meet them eventually. Um, but let's start with week one. Uh, my team, I lost 105 to 118. Team, the Kyle's team, man, Allen Robinson and um, David Ajoku did me dirty. Um, they didn't do what I needed them to do. Uh, they actually came through, uh, only gave me one point. They both gave me like under two points each. Um, I had some players that were doing good and I ended up losing by like 13 points. Me and uh, Kyle had two players in that Broncos game that we were talking about a little bit earlier. I had Sutton, he had Javante Williams. Javante Williams had 11 catches. We have a PPR league, so that alone just gave him a whole bunch of shit. And every time he ran the ball, he got like nine yards of pop. So he ended the game with like almost 20 points, maybe even 23 points and was able to beat me. So I'm on one, but it's a long season. Um, Good job, Kyle. A unanimous beat, um, who was Tay. Tay beat Deshaun 132 to uh, 68. Deshaun, you had the lowest score of the week, man. I don't know what's going on with the team, but I think I got a trade for you we can talk about after this. You know what I'm saying? May have your team right. It can kind of benefit the both of us and get you back on track. But, um, you know, Deshaun's uh, lost to Tay that week or last week. Um, Deshaun, I told you this is my number one threat to my fantasy football throne. I told you guys it's going to be my number one threat. Um, yeah, he won 157 to 144. They're both scoring a whole bunch of points, Jason. Um, but you didn't have enough points to mess with that 157. You know what I mean? Those teams you guys got are... You guys are probably the top two teams I'm worried worried about in this league, but you guys fought it out, but somebody had to lose. Uh, Deshaun won. Um, 
Yeah, keep fighting, boys. Um, Derek versus Damon. I know Damon lost Dak Prescott mid-game, so that kind of fucked up his whole game plan. Um, he only barely still won, or Derek still only barely won by a couple of points, having uh, Russell Wilson um, get 16 to 17 points is all he needed to win. Um, but Russell Wilson kind of, you know, barely got those points to win. He actually was able to, um, you know, outlast them by 11 points. Um, so Derek's want to know, uh, Damon lost his first game. I know he has Tua and he picked up Carson Wentz off a of waiver. So I know he'll have somebody to replace Dak. And your season's still alive, man. Don't lose. Oh, don't lose hope. I got faith in you, player. Um, Yancey versus Sean. Yancey had 120 points to Sean's 88. Um, yeah. Nothing much to say about that game. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Jeremy had 149, and um, he beat John's Hot Boys. Um, the highest score of the game. Who was the highest score? I talked about that already. Yeah, that was Deshaun. Lowest score of the week was uh, Deshaun. Um, you guys both. I, we Last week, we did um, highest score gets $5, or we did, like, game of the week gets $5, or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? I ain't I ain't dishing out that kind of cash this year, especially not by myself. I'm sorry, fellas. But um keep fighting it out, you know what I mean? Um, but Jeremy did beat uh John 149-136, like I mentioned, leaving the standings as follows. In the best of bias invitational 2002 after week one, we got Dijon coming in in first place, Jeremy in second, Tay in third, Yancey in fourth, Kyle in fifth, uh, Derek sixth, Jason in seventh, uh, John in eighth. I'm in ninth place. Uh, Damon's in 10th. Sean's in 11th. And Deshaun's in 12th place. Um, keep fighting, boys. I know it's still early in the season. It's only been one game. Uh, I know some people can d- get down and out after injuries happen in week one or they lose bad in week one. But, you, ne- you know, championships aren't won in week one, like I like to say. And um, I won some championships, you know what I'm saying? I, I still got my faith in my team, and I know I'm going to win the championship. I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to win this championship, you know what I'm saying? But I still would love to have the boys on to come talk each week about um, somebody from the league. There's 12 of y'all, 11 other of you guys in the league. So somebody can get on here and talk. Don't be shy, you know what I'm saying? We could talk about how your team performed, what you think is going to happen, get some predictions in, um, maybe get some side bets online, you know what I'm saying? Get people on live talking, making some bets, you know what I'm saying? Get some debates going, because I know they would love to hear a lot from the league here and get kind of more ingratiated with us and what we do on our side time because i know i talk a lot about fantasy football and i've talked over the years a lot about my championship so if they can get more of an inner view of what goes on within the leagues what it takes to win a championship and the ups and downs of a league and you know and uh people's emotions different people's emotions because you know my emotions gonna be at an all-time high all the time because i'll be racking it in winning these games but everybody else they don't really you know, I know people be losing. I know <laughs> Kyle have had some bad years. I know John has had some bad years. He won the toilet trophy uh, last year. So I want to get somebody to come up here and talk about some of the war stories of, uh, uh, of fantasy football, the highs and lows. You know, maybe some people aren't really into it out there in the best of bias world and want to know what it's like and maybe want to get into it for the first time. You know, let's help them out. We're trying to save the world and get everybody into the stuff we into. So, yeah. But let's get into our first commercial break. Um, everybody get hydrated. And we got some stuff to talk about. Um, D23 was uh, this week. Um, Disney dropped a whole bunch of announcements about um, stuff that's happening in their theme parks, movies, TV shows, some stuff on the MCU side, some stuff on the Star Wars side. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. So we'll transition from the fantasy football and NFL week one. And we'll get into some DCEU and some little pop culture topics. How about that? huh? It's the Best of Bias podcast. And we'll be right back. Yeah.
And we are back. Thank you guys for coming back. Hope you guys are refreshed. Let's get into some more topics, shall we? Um, D23, September 9th, just passed a couple of days ago. Um, Disney made a whole bunch of announcements for what's coming up for not only Disney Plus, Marvel. Um, they had theme park announcements. They had, uh, what else? They had um, ride announcements. That's actually theme park. I'm just repeating myself. But basically, they had Star Wars announcements. Everything that's a property of Disney, they basically have some new announcements. And just letting y'all know that they, they ain't sleeping. They know they had some success in the past, but the success is going to keep on coming with the new stuff they're coming out with. Um, starting with, let's start with some Disney TV. Santa Claus. I know everybody's been seeing, uh, watching those Tim Allen um, Santa Claus movies over the years. They're coming out with a TV series, actually. The first two episodes are premiering on November 16th. I don't know if you guys are excited for that, but that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Some upcoming live-action movies that I know I'm stoked about. We got the little uh, live-action Little Mermaid coming out uh, featuring Haley Berry. Uh, Haley Berry? Haley Bailey um, as Ariel, which is going to be groundbreaking. Um, a black Ariel. I uh, cannot wait to see that. And I know she can sing, so she's going to be out there holding it down. Um, I'm not exactly sure when that comes out, but I'm sure you guys will see the previews ramp up as of, uh, you know, coming up because I know that preview did drop at D23. And I'm sure it's circulating on Twitter now if you want to go check it out. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, a, a movie about them, like after um, they made it to Neverland, uh, I guess it's going to be about them. I'm not too sure what exactly it's going to be about. Just a poster came out. So if you guys are Peter Pan fans, we got uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, the movie coming out. Um, one I'm personally excited about that's coming out is a Mufasa prequel to Lion King. Lion King. It's going to tell you about the life of Mufasa because, you know, in Lion King, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, you need to be, I don't know what's wrong with you, but... Uh, Mufasa does die, so we don't get to see much of Mufasa in the Lion King movie. So this prequel actually gives us a chance to learn a little bit about Mufasa in his early life. So we get to see how why he was the way he was. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they get to play um, Mufasa, actually, because that is pretty it's a pretty prominent character. And it's going to be really interesting. Um, also, let's see, we got the upcoming MCU stuff. Black Panther, of course, Wakanda Forever. We talked about this a little bit uh um, in past episodes, but November 11th, 2022, we do have um, Wakanda Forever coming out, Black Panther 2. Again, we're interested to see who's going to be the Black Panther, um, who's going to step up to, you know, represent the family. Um, people think it's going to stick to the uh, comic book lore and sure he's going to step up and be the Black Panther. Um, what we didn't get, though, at D uh, D23 that we thought we would see in the MCU, um, we, we got a whole bunch of names like Denzel Washington, um we got i forgot about i forgot all the names we had i think it was um a bunch of names they dropped that we thought were going uh, uh well, henry civil who was superman in um over in dc we thought he was gonna come over to the mcu and play a character in wonder man um we thought that announcement was gonna be made um but nope none of those announcements got made and we were stuck with a couple of announcements that we kind of already knew what was coming but we actually got dates for it it wasn't all disappointing for the mcu um, but we did get some trailers that were exclusive to D23. So if you weren't there, we don't really get to see them quite yet. But the announcements were were made and we got to see a bunch of dates and stuff that get to come out. So, uh, like I said, Wakanda Forever is coming out November 11th. Ant-Man and uh, the Wasp is coming out. Um, actually, you know, I already know when that's coming out, but a new trailer came out for that, um, showing Kang in there and showing how Kang's going to be introduced um, into the MCU through there. 
Um, because it's really interesting. Kang's a really cool character if you guys know his comic book lore and everything about his backstory. And Jonathan Majors is a great actor, and we saw a little bit of him in uh, Loki. And Loki 2 is actually coming out, which is also one of the uh, Disney Plus announcements I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but yeah, to ease into phase five and phase uh, phase six, we got to, you know, learn more about Kang because he's going to be the big uh, antagonist in these in these phases that are coming up. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, a new trailer came out. We got the Marvels, um, the Monica Ram- or is it Monica Rambo? Yeah, Monica Rambo, um, Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel, the group. Um, they got their movie coming out, The Marvels. I'm not too sure what it's going to be about, um, but we saw in Miss Marvel that once uh, Kamala put on one of the gauntlets at the end, she switched places with Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel, excuse me. So we know it's going to be some kind of play on that and some continuation off of that. Um, I heard um, from some other podcasts that Captain Marvel switched places with Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan switched places with uh, Monica Rambo, and Monica Rambo, I think, took the place of Captain Marvel. So we're gonna see a cut like a Freaky Friday situation in there, and we're gonna see who comes out and see some wacky stuff. I don't know if it's gonna be great, but I'm interested to see. I'm interested in seeing Monica Rambo again because we got to see a little bit of it in WandaVision and her powers, but I think her powers are really cool in the comic books. So if we get to see that on screen and some more of that, that'll be tight. Um. But the Marvels is coming out on July 28th, 2023. Thunderbolts, which is cool. It's supposed to be the Marvels version of um, Suicide Squad. Got a bunch of characters in that. Um, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I talked about it a little bit before, I think, as well. Um, I think it, uh, who is, who's in there? You got, well, people are kind of mad because it's a whole bunch of, like, uh, Captain America-type characters. You got the Red Guardian, who is pretty much a Russian Captain America. You got Taskmaster, who's kind of, like, Captain America in a way. You got Yelena, who is um Yelena, who is um the Black Widow. Sorry guys, there's a fumble. <laughs> a fumble in this game and watching the game simultaneously. Um, but yeah, you got Yelena, who's pretty much a spy kind of ninja character. You have a US agent who is a super soldier. You have Winter Soldier, who's basically a super soldier. Um, you have the Abomination, who we see in uh She-Hulk, and we have Captain Nemo. Or Baron Zemo, excuse me, said Captain Nemo. Baron Zemo, um, Red Hawk, uh, supposed to be in it as well, but uh, a general, the guy that played the general actually passed away recently, so we have to, have to get a new person to play the Red Hulk if they're going to actually add him in the movie. But yeah, it should be interesting, man, because I know the MCU can put a good movie together. And I know Suicide uh, Squad, wow, I cannot talk today. Suicide Squad had potential. But, you know, they didn't really put it together. You know how DC does movies. They don't really complete the task. You know what I'm saying? But I think MCU can do it right. And if they kind of, you know, do it right, they can have a series here with the Thunderbolts. Uh, I think it's going to be a movie. I don't think it's going to be a TV show. It's coming out July 26, 2024. And then they announced the Fantastic Four film, uh, but no footage, no cast, not really any announcements, just letting us know that the movie is going to be made. As far as Disney Plus shows, they had Werewolf by Night, which is kind of new to me. Um, they dropped a trailer for that. It's kind of like in their horror series. Um, they're kind of going uh, for a kind of like uh, MCU horror kind of edge because Blade and um, uh, Werewolf by Night, I think Moon Knight are all going to be in some kind of like uh, 
mystical kind of like horror kind of like genre of the uh, MCU. So they're slowly introducing those characters. I did hear Maharshala Ali is supposed to be in this show as Blade and make a cameo in it, but they pulled it. Um, they're trying to make us wait, man, because everybody knows Blade is the ultimate, you know, icing on the cake. Everybody's waiting for Blade, but they're, they, you know, they're slowly giving us a little bit of what we want, but they did take him out of this trailer. The trailer is out now. If you guys want to check it out, I've seen it on Twitter, probably on YouTube, everywhere. Um, Secret Invasion. Um, we did get the trailer for that as well. Another Marvel flick. Um, you got uh, Nick Fury. You finally get to see what he's been doing this whole time. Him and uh, Rhodey, um, Don Cheadle are out there and these scrolls are invading. You know what I'm saying? They can trade, change into anybody in the whole world is invaded with these scrolls. Um, Shield, well, Shield is kind of like dismantled. So Nick Fury and Rhodey got to put a team together to try to fight these scrolls. I mean, the comic books, everybody in the world was scrolls, the heroes and everything. Villains were scrolls as well because it was a secret invasion. You know, they're hiding amongst us and type shit like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they portray that as well. Um, so we got that coming in the spring of 2023 on Disney Plus. Loki season two um, is coming summer of 2023. They just dropped a trailer showing a, uh, where we are in Loki. Um, we do meet He Who Remains in the last season, and um, he talks about what's coming um, after uh, what's her name, Sylvie, killed him, um, stabbed him, knowing that he always gets reincarnated, and the one that comes next is always worse. So we're going to see what happens after that. Of course, I said we're going to see him in Ant-Man, um, Quantumania. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited and I can't wait to see how this all turns out. And it's all going to come at us fast. And I know it sounds far now, but that's always how it is. And then it kind of just sneaks up on us and it's all here before we know it. Um, Echo, they have Echo show coming. We saw Echo in um, Hawkeye. Um, she was deaf and had the one leg, um, and she was Native American. Um, and the Echo character in the um, in the film, I mean, in the comics, she well, I don't think she was, you know, I don't think she had one leg, but she was deaf and Native American. Um, she might have had one leg, I'm not too sure, but they had some really good representation, and she did a really good job. She did a really good job in Hawkeye, so she is getting her own show. She's like a Taskmaster character herself. She can kind of mimic uh, the fighting styles of everybody else, um, kind of like what they're hearing because her senses kind of get enhanced. I mean, say what they're hearing, she's deaf, but her other uh, senses get enhanced because her hearing is gone, so um, she's able to just watch people and uh, mimic their fighting styles and shit like that so she's an interesting character she gets a show we're going to definitely see kingpin in there probably daredevil cameos in there as well and uh we're going to get Ironheart also late 2023 um her first appearance riri williams she's going to be in uh wakanda forever november 11th um this is kind of iron man's protege she was a student and um she's hella smart and she was able to make um a suit for herself and she's prominent in the comics as well so it's gonna be a really good series uh Armor Wars is supposed to come out as well. There was no announcement for that, but I'm sure it's going to come out a little later and she's going to be a big part of that as well. And basically, she's going to be the new Iron Man. Um, but yeah, they still got War Machine, but you know, Don Cheeto's kind of old as well, so I don't know what they're going to do with that. So they're probably going to bring uh, Riri Williams into the forefront so they can keep the Iron Man character going and the new kind of younger Avenger people, you know what I mean? And then that leads us to the biggest one that I'm sure everybody's really excited about, um, Daredevil, Born Again, coming spring of 2024, 18 episodes. And they're saying this is a whole reboot of the characters, different than the character you know from the um, Netflix shows. Um, same person, 
same look, same person, but the whole story backstory is going to be revamped. Everything about him, even the costume is going to be different. We saw a cameo, spoiler alert, if you guys didn't see She-Hulk today, the guy that makes superhero costumes had uh, had the um, Daredevil hat or helmet in his bag and kind of showing that um, he's going to redo the suit for uh, the Daredevil. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited for it. Um, I was a big fan of the Netflix series when he, uh, when, it, when it was out. I'm hoping we get a cameo from the Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and all of them kind of just come into the MCU as well, because a lot of those shows were good, except for the Iron Fist. So um, don't let them die. Uh, you can get fans that way. And I'm sure the fans will love it if you guys brought those guys in, guys and gals. Um, I know Rosario Dawson would love to. She's probably going to be in Daredevil anyway, but uh, she's doing everything. Ahsoka. Um but I'm going to talk about Star Wars. Man, my my transitions are A1 right now. But um, that ends the Disney Plus stuff and the MCU stuff. All that stuff is coming real soon. So if you thought all the shows was going to end after Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and stuff, I know it's a little low right now. Everybody's not too interested in these shows. But they are going to come out with some heat, as you can see. And the heat is going to be scorching, so don't miss it. And lastly, they have some Star Wars announcements. I know you guys have been seeing the Andor series. Um, the trailer has been coming up. Uh, everywhere the show is actually coming out in a couple of weeks next week actually september 21st and they drop in three episodes three episodes at once and this is more of a it seems like the last couple of uh, series i've seen it gave us aspects from people that used to be working for the republic and had a change of heart and they're doing some like doing some spy kind of like um some spy shit it seems like a star wars kind of spy movie so i'm not too super you know entrenched in the star wars lore so i can't even tell you where andor comes from i I can't even tell you if it's from the cartoon or back in the past from the movies aka if aka was here he would let you know i watch everything star wars but i can't really pinpoint and tell you i don't really have all the backstories i just i kind of just watch the stuff and take it in from the fans that love it so much so i'm kind of like a fair weather fan when it comes to uh, uh when it comes to star wars so again maybe we'll have aka come over come uh be on the podcast when these shows come out and kind of express um, what these characters mean. Um, but um, Andor is coming out first three episodes. I think they're dropping them in three episodes each. Um, and each episode, each episode, each three episodes is like a time jump, um, like a significant time jump. So first episodes will be a one time period and the next three will be set in a certain different time period and the next after that. So it's going to be interesting to see, interesting to see how these shows can get pushed out because they're kind of, you know, they're all under the same umbrella, but they are kind of competing with these MCU shows. So to see them go back and forth and they're just kind of going off each other. When one show ends, another one starts. I, rep- I appreciate that. Gives me something to review with you guys and something to watch and something to do over this, you know, over these days and hours and months of constant content. Because I'm here for y'all. I ain't going to stop popping off the content. Y'all know I'm a go- I got y'all. I got y'all no matter what. Um, next, we got Mandalorian season three. We got a trailer for that. It's supposed to be coming out February uh, 2023. That's not too far away, man. We just had a little season um, not too long ago, and we thought it would be a long time before we saw Mandalorian again. Um, but it's February 2023. We're going to uh, get him and Grogu together, um, going on some adventures, because in the last season, you know, they got back together, reunited, if you haven't seen it. And, yeah, it's going to be crazy shit. Mandalorian's probably the best series they have out for Star Wars right now, as far as the TV shows go, so... Um, everybody loves Mandalorian. I love Mandalorian. I got the uh, character back there somewhere. You see Chrysanthemum back there. You know what I'm saying? Flocked. I ain't going to get into all the pop stuff because I can talk about pops forever. We're going to have a pop episode probably. Yeah, if you guys are into pops, tune in because we will have one of those goddamn episodes soon because I haven't bought one in a while. And I'm, I got the itch, you know what I mean? 
Um, next, we got the Bad Batch season two. Um, they have a double episode premiere coming out on January twenty fourth of twenty twenty three. Um, I didn't really watch the Bad Batch too much. I liked it. I watched the beginning of it, but I kind of like tailed off towards the end. There was hella episodes, more than I expected, and I, I didn't really watch every episode. But it was pretty tight. It gave us a little aspect of uh, you know, um, how it would be if some of the stormtroopers were um, doing their own thing and they had their own personalities. It was pretty tight. If you guys aren't really into the Star Wars stuff, it's a it's a tight little series to watch to try to like. Um, I mean, you don't have to be super um, knowledgeable of what's going on in the backstory of it. And it's kind of a new thing. So you can just check it out and watch it leisurely. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, the one I'm looking forward to besides Mandalorian the most is Ahsoka, which is coming out early 2023 as well. Rosario Dawson doing her, uh, doing her thing as Ahsoka. And I can't wait to see this story. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of these shows and movies are coming out and I'm going to watch them all. Um, I don't know if you guys are as, you know, into the shit and nerdy as me, but hey, we're going to watch it all. I'm going to let y'all know what's going on just in case y'all don't. And I got the reviews. I got everything you need on here you know what i'm saying and that's all from d23 that's all i really got um but yeah man friday y'all get out there and have some fun this comes to the, this is the end of the episode where i like to let them know where you can find me at for new listeners for old listeners you already knew that but for the uh new listeners um sac underscore lightdale that's where you can find me on the instagram patrick underscore lightdale that's where you can find me on the snapchat um if you're looking for the merch um, i'm trying to work on the website this weekend to get you guys a visual of all the things i got um in the inventory and everything i have but you guys know i got the buckets i got the truckers dad hat you see a couple of them back there uh beanies on a little mannequin towards the bottom um you know what i'm saying i got t-shirts still if you need them i got mediums large um i'm still getting ready to uh, up the inventory on that do some tank tops uh falls come and do some sweaters uh, but hit me up man i got a bunch uh new colors new hats coming soon i still got a bunch of like Oh, another 50 hats to um, add to the inventory. So I'm waiting to do that. I'm waiting to get those finished and uh, made before I put the complete inventory up on the website. But um, you know where to find us at on the YouTube, bestofbias.com, just the Best of Bias podcast. Um, plenty of videos up there provided by AKA. Does a great job with the, all the videos, and I appreciate them so much for that. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, comment, all that stuff, because we do get put in the algorithm the more likes and the comments we get. Y'all already know that. So help us out. Help us help you and get some more people and grow this family. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else? What else? What what else um oh yeah before we go i can't let this slide social gloves man the boxing event that happened this weekend a bunch of prominent people that that are either entertainers athletes or just like i guess uh socialites were boxing put on the gloves uh austin mcbroom uh v-rounds follows him a lot so uh i am kind of like um knowledgeable who this guy is he put, he actually was putting on the event um social gloves is his thing him and his family put on boxing events for like uh social media content creators and uh boxers so austin mcbroom he fought somebody and got knocked out four times which i thought was kind of crazy for the person to put on the event and to be talking all this shit i know you got to talk shit to promote these fights but fuck to get knocked out four times that's crazy dog Le'Veon Bell knocked out Adrian Peterson which is a crazy thing to see holy crap no way just gotta pick six no way the pick sixer oh no Justin what the hell anyways I'm sorry about that I forgot what I was even talking about at this point oh yeah social gloves um Le'Veon Bell 
knocked out Adrian Peterson. That was crazy to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of crazy to see. Put him on his toes. Swaggy P, Nick Young quit in the middle of a boxing match. It was pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad. He, I don't even know what happened. He just straight up quit. Um, we had Corey Wharton from uh, The Real World um, fighting some other dude that was on the challenge, I think, once. Or Too Out to Handle, one of those shows on MTV. Um, they weren't even boxing. Corey, you guys all know Corey because we talk about the challenge on uh, this podcast a lot. Uh, all he was doing is throwing overhand rights with his head down. He wouldn't throw no lefts, and he would just grab dude after he threw that right. Um, I know boxing is probably hard, and they probably, uh, you know, didn't have all the techniques and weren't super experienced with it. But for the fact that, I don't know, they was talking all this shit, and this, these fights were so hyped up for him to be so mediocre is kind of crazy. But the dude that fought uh, Austin McBroom, uh, McBroom, I think his name was Gibbs or something like that, congratulations to you, because you can tell he was do, uh, putting in some work in the gym. Austin, I don't know if he was just trying to promote these fights to make some money real quick, because it didn't seem like he was in the gym too much, because dude was just knocking him all over the place. Uh, who else fought in this fight, uh, fought in this uh, card? Thought it was some more famous people that we might not. Uh, Austin McBroom's brother, um... I don't really know who he fought. I don't really know nothing about that fight. But I just wanted to mention that because I know a lot, a lot of people know these uh, Le'Veon Bell. They definitely know Corey and them, and they know Austin McBroom a lot. So if you guys watch that fight, I ain't got my boxing aficionados on here to talk it with me. But, man, y'all got to do better, yo. Because <laughs> I don't know. If these fights are going to last and people are going to keep watching this stuff, well, I don't know how many people actually paid for it. It didn't seem like too many people showed up. But um, if you guys want these fights to be prominent um, and to people to watch them, you guys got to train more and actually do the work to be fighting, not just promote the fight, because that was kind of crazy to see. But anyways, I had to throw that in there. But yeah, if you need, if you need any merch, if you guys want to watch the podcast, let's talk about this stuff that I want to talk about. Not forget the social glove stuff. But yeah, if you guys want to watch the podcast, you know where to find me. It's SAC underscore Lydell, Patrick underscore Lydell. Uh, best of bias podcast and that's about it man again though grab some merch now because i mean i know a lot of people listen to this podcast or even know about this podcast or, or or you know just at least know me you know support a brother buy some hats you know what i'm saying i got a bunch but you know i'm gonna be rocking it so if you see me on the streets and you need some gear just let me know but yeah this is the part of the episode where i like to let them know where my theme song is it's, it's, it's right here my theme song is right here. Have a good Friday. Love you all. And we'll be back at it next Friday. Yeah, content, content, content. We have some guests. My little cousins are going to be on here soon introducing um, very, very talented Amaya and Anissa. Uh, Ash Wash is going to be back. v Ron's is going to be on soon. Everybody you guys love besides me. Um, I know you love everybody more than me. You get all the video, the views on the uh, videos everybody else is on. It's all good. I see how y'all are, but I still love y'all. But peace out for now. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, your best of bias. Yeah. Uh, the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast.